I look like Fred the Funky Chicken's mother, Rebecca said. And because she was so kind, she immediately added, and it's not that I don't like bright yellow chickens. Her voice trailed off. You just don't want to look like a giant version of Owen's favorite catnip treat on your wedding day, I finished. Owen was one of my two cats. Rebecca, whose house backed on mine, kept him supplied with catnip chickens, which he loved, much to the annoyance of his brother Hercules, who didn't get the attraction of catnip or neon yellow chickens. I held the phone out to Roma so she could see the photo of Rebecca in the potential wedding dress, a buttercup yellow ball gown with a huge skirt of chiffon feathers. Rebecca was dwarfed by the dress. I was several inches taller, and I could see that it would have engulfed me, too. It's not you, Roma agreed, but don't worry, we'll find you something. Roma was one of my closest friends in Mayville Heights, and a very positive person. This wedding is turning into shredded wheat, Rebecca said, fingering the soft blue scarf around her neck. I smiled in sympathy across the small table at Eric's place, our favorite restaurant. I knew Rebecca would have been happy to elope. Roma frowned and looked from Rebecca to me. Excuse me? Shredded wheat, I repeated. The more you chew on it, the bigger it seems to get. Roma laughed and reached for her coffee. Rebecca? I promise we'll find you a dress that has nothing to do with breakfast cereal or giant yellow birds. Rebecca smiled across the table at us. I don't know what I'd do without the two of you. She smoothed a hand over her silver gray hair. She'd cut it herself. Rebecca had been a hairdresser for more than 40 years, into a little gammon pixie that showed off her beautiful cheekbones and her blue eyes. Rebecca Nixon wasn't just my backyard neighbor. She was also the first friend I'd made when I'd come to Mayville Heights to supervise the renovation of the town's library. In a couple of weeks, she was going to marry her childhood sweetheart, Everett Henderson, and she still didn't have a wedding dress. I handed the phone back across the table to her. She looked at the photo again and gave a soft sigh, Amy means well, she said. It's just that she seems to have caught wedding fever from Everett. Amy was Everett Henderson's only grandchild. She'd been close to Rebecca, whom she lovingly called Rebby for most of her life, and she was overjoyed about the wedding. Rebecca and Everett had waited close to fifty years to be married, and Everett was determined to give her an elaborate celebration whether or not she wanted it. And she didn't. I reached over and laid my hand on Rebecca's arm. My offer still stands, I said, raising one eyebrow at her. Several months ago, when Everett had been talking about having the wedding in the Basilica of St. Mary in downtown Minneapolis, which technically wasn't possible since neither he nor Rebecca was Catholic, I jokingly told Rebecca I'd be happy to help her kidnap Everett and elope. I have a full tank of gas in the truck, and I'm betting Roma has a roll of duct tape in her bag. I do, Roma said. 
But if you're planning on making a wedding dress, you should know there's only about half the roll left. You know, I bet Maggie could make you a wedding dress out of duct tape, I said, reaching for my coffee. Maggie Adams was my closest friend in Mayville Heights, along with Roma. She was a mixed-media collage artist and potter, plus she taught Tai Chi. Mayville Heights had a thriving artists' community. Maggie was the current president of the artists' co-op and the most creative person I'd ever met. She'd made an incredibly realistic life-size replica of Minnesota Wild hockey player Eddie Sweeney as part of a display for last year's Winterfest celebration, and it had indirectly led to Roma's current relationship with the real Eddie Sweeney. I had no doubt that Maggie could make Rebecca a wedding dress out of duct tape, or recycled newspaper for that matter. If I don't find a dress soon, I may have to get her to do that, Rebecca said. She glanced down at the image of the funky chicken ball gown one more time, and then tucked her phone in her purse. Although I don't think it would go with Everett's plans. If the wedding is still too elaborate, tell him, I said. Roma nodded in agreement. Everett would marry you on an iceberg in the middle of the Bering Sea. He loves you. He just wants you to be happy. Rebecca had told me once that while she'd dreamed of being married to Everett, she'd never thought about the actual wedding. She didn't care about flowers or food. Everett, on the other hand, wanted a celebration. He wanted the whole world to know how he felt about his bride, although you only had to spend a minute or two with both of them to see it. They made me believe in happily ever after.' 